Good morning. Good morning. Java Delight will uplift you. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Grab your coffee. Stay tuned. This show is about to begin. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages. Thank you for joining us here from people all around the world. My name is Brandon Croucher, CEO of Delight Cafe. To my side right here is the one, the only, the beautiful African princess queen, all of it at once, (laughs) Miss Elsa. How are you, sweetheart? I am so well. Good afternoon, guys. I hope you all slept well last night because I slept horrible. <laughs> this is uh, not everybody struggled with that. I don't know why I couldn't fall asleep. I eventually fell asleep on the pillows in front of my computer watching Netflix. And four o'clock this morning, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm not in my bed. <laughs> so I was very sad. That, I. <laughs> I understand that completely. So I'm at my sister's house and there's two puppies running around and then they have their normal dog who does not like that there's two puppies running around. And Kona is glued to me. That's the name of their their dog. Like she's like, oh my God, Uncle B's here. I'm going to stay with him. So last night I go to bed and I'm in the bed and she dives under the bed to sleep under the bed. And I'm like, is that normal? And they're like, yeah, she likes to sleep under the bed. Middle of the night, this dog is in the bed with me and has her head on the pillow next to me. Like well, like she was supposed to be my cuddle buddy. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a good cuddle. And I pull her in close, so I just cuddle close, you know? It cracked me up. I'm like, what? they said she'll never get in the bed. Don't worry. B.S. This dog was in the bed cuddling me in no time. I was loving it. That's a bargain. I've got nobody to cuddle. I used to cuddle the little unicorn that my daughter left here, but she took it with this weekend. <laughs> so butthead. Cuddle, buddy. <laughs> that, what a butthead. But, daughter. <laughs> so you couldn't sleep, did you? I love dogs. Bob, Bob is away with dogs. And what I mean by that is he walks in a room and the dog doesn't bark. It just sits next to him like, I know I need to be next to you, Bob. Like, for real. All dogs change their voice to that when they see Bob. That's why it's so pr- crucial. Uh, Elsa, because that dog knows you're a sucker. Oh, <laughs> man. Man. She, Brandon sparking his sister. <laughs> Is spooking his sister's dog. Doesn't say sporking. <laughs> sporking. It says sporking. And he's doing that because Brett and I have agreed that uh, no matter what happens in the future, he's going to be the li- big spoon. I get to be the little spoon when we cuddle. And he goes, I call that sporking. And I laughed so hard when I read his message like that. Uh, so today we have a busy, busy day. We have Miss Jessica Dugas. Yes, that's right. We have VJD, 
Her big D is at work this week. She's having a good time on her own. She's got 17 kids running around the house cleaning while the other 7,000 kids are outside cutting the grass with scissors one blade at a time. And she, her face is not horrible. You're such a horrible person. <laughs> Did you hear? True. It's not true at all. Jessica is a phenomenal mom. She takes care of her husband, ball jars and all. Uh, she, she, <laughs> she. I'm sorry, I laugh in the back way harder than I'm not to. I know, that's why I laugh. She has a bulger in her hand. Uh, but it's been one of these mornings. We've had a wonderful time. Jessica and I started the day uh, with Prince and dancing to, with each other and the kids. And it was just been a great way to start the day. I got to surprise Philip Dugas yesterday. I pulled up into his work and just jumped out of the car. I ran into the front and I asked for the big D. Needless to say, the front desk lady did not know who I was talking about, but Phil took it like a champ and said, yep, that's what they call me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it has just been a wonderful whirlwind of a trip all the way down to Texas. I'm here for a few days. Then over the weekend, I get to drive home. And on my way home, I'm making a stop at the Dugas household to meet all 100,000 kids that Jessica has. And we're going to turn around. And I've already asked her my big request. I only have one. One. What's up? From Rockford, Illinois. I love it. Uh, so my one request from Miss Dugas, one, was that she lines the kids up, youngest to oldest, and they sing to me when we open the door. She said that's probably not going to happen, but I have faith. <laughs> I have faith. Hello, Brandon. You finally came to our house. <laughs> no, nobody. I can, just I can just imagine the food that you're going to eat this weekend. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Let me just say, don't don't send me pictures, okay? Please don't. send you pictures. Got it. Send you don't pictures. No. <laughs> My thing is, I, you're not a part of the Jessica Dugas grocery shopping list, where she's like, the menu for the week How is going to be. How would you know I'm not on the list? How would you know I'm not on Jessica's list for grocery shopping? Because I think I'm the only one that gets this. <laughs> so she can throw it in my face. Hey, Brandon, look what we're going to eat. Mm, all these veggies and fruits. And guess what? No meat. But it tastes delicious. And I'm like, oh, I know. She's such she sends me these pictures that make me jealous as hell. She made like a dozen donuts the other day, put them on the on the edge of her thing. She picks flowers, sets them next to them, and sends me a picture. And I'm like, Phil is a lucky man that he has a wife that not only makes him breakfast, but then turns around and puts the breakfast. She picks him his own flowers every morning to match his outfit. You didn't know that, did you, Elsa? No, I did not. No. I didn't either. I made it up on the spot. <laughs> I'm not as gullible as I used to be. Sometimes I think that that can't be true. <laughs> You're like, wait, how does I she tried. do that? If, that doesn't work, Brent. <laughs> do the math in my head and I go like, nah, I don't think that's nah, true. Nah, that's not going to happen. So talk to me, Brandon, what's your favorite food? Uh, spaghetti? But it has to, or favorite meal that is, I love spaghetti, but I don't like chunky tomatoes. So they have to be diced up. And that's just because tomatoes have a weird texture to me. I don't know why I've never 
ever been a big one. Now, I do want to make sure I say something. Or Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lasagna. I am Garfield in another life. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, it. It goes with who I am. Uh, before we get Miss Dugas out here, because she'll be out here in the next, like, eh, 10, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. She always comes on a little early because we love her. Uh, but she literally has been one of her good, good friends, Kevin Kiley, has been out there. He has been singing. He has been promoting. And he is up for a huge accomplishment. I want to share the link now so you guys can go click the link before Jessica gets here. Go make your vote. He is in first place. There's only 14 hours left to vote, and we're going to make sure everybody goes and votes. Lasagna <gasps> Saturday night. It's on. <laughs> the heavens have opened up. And so, guys, here is the link. I'm sharing it here. We're going to oh, – oh, what did I say? What did I see? We're going to get him to Hollywood Bowl. The Hollywood Bowl. We are going to get him to the Hollywood Bowl. And, guys – Truth be told, I think that is 100% unbelievably cool. We're going to have to have Jessica tell us about the Hollywood Bowl. We're going to have to see if you can smoke this bowl. Do you eat cereal on this bowl? <laughs> Do you dance with this bowl? Jessica's smiling in the background, eating something. All She's just so delightful. She's just like, in the background. So, Ilsa, talk to me. Your week, your weekend. What are you having planned the rest of your day? And what has our show got in store for us today? Well, I have got as little as possible planned. This weather is so... I don't know. I don't have energy. <laughs> so after the show, I'm probably just going to put on a series and, and watch that. Um, I've done some marketing this morning, sent out some things try to get some donations in for our trip that we're leaving on Monday morning. Um, so does, we're looking so, forward to that. Does that mean you're not here next week with us? I am. I am. I've got mobile data and all that. So I will just be, 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 be um, teleporting to another side of Africa. <laughs> I wish I could teleport, but I can't. You're <laughs> like, it's about a 13-hour, almost 14-hour drive to the Western Cape. So we'll really? leave Monday. We'll, we'll, we'll leave. It's a Spring Equinox Festival. What? Uh, so what does that mean for you? Like, So on the 21st, you're going to be doing what? Are you going to be balancing the egg? Uh, if I have to, yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that or no? No, I've got no idea. <laughs> I could actually, see it in my face. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Most people don't know what I mean when I say that. I had to learn it. <clears throat> Shauna, I actually, I haven't had any coffee. I just am, I've been so tired from all this driving that I've been doing the last few days. And it's like I woke up this morning and had no energy, laid down for 20 minutes before meeting everybody back here after eating my breakfast. And all of a sudden, this shot of energy came on ready for the show. So I, I, I don't know where it came from. Um, but vibes. I, I, yes, thank you. I, I needed new vi good vibes. Uh, what the thing is, is with um, the egg, and this is where I'm going to catch you off guard, is – you're supposedly on the spring and fall equinox able to balance an egg straight up and down. And that's the only times you can do it th during the year. I did not know that. 
Most people didn't. Uh, I have done it. That doesn't mean I'm good at it. It means it, it, it was the prince. It was the prince. Jessica had Prince playing in the background this morning and her and I had a dance party before everybody got here. And she goes, all right, Brett, Brandon, I need you to sing out loud with me. And we belted it. And her and I got into it. We didn't care what the words were. We were dancing. Jessica's in her seat. She's like popping, locking in her seat. I was like, damn. Which song did you listen to? Purple Rain. Uh, Jessica will have to tell you, because I honestly, I knew it was Prince, but I could not tell you the name of the song. And that's mainly because I've only, I only know a few Prince songs, Purple Rain, things like that. Um, she's writing the name of the song. Yeah. When doves, yeah. But when I think of when doves fly, I, let's go crazy. I don't think I've heard that one before. Oh, well, it's time to go crazy. I have to go and download. Let me listen to it. I'm so sorry. The face in the background, like, don't be mad, Jess. Guys, <laughs> her face in the back was so disappointed. She's like, you haven't heard that before. I, I thought we were friends, Ilta. I'll lie next time. I'm sorry. I just finished my grapefruit. I'm covered in like, juice. She's like, she's like, Brandon, you brought me on 10, 15 minutes early. Let me Damn get cleaned it. up. I just had to get your face out there with that one. Take your time, get clean. That way I can hit the right button for the intro. <laughs> oh, her face was priceless. You literally, I go, oh, let's go crazy. And she goes, Wait, what? You said you didn't know it. I was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, Jessica and I danced this morning. We had a wonderful, How's like. While I, while I was cleaning, I cleaned my room a little bit, my house. I moved my spot. As you can see, I've got a couch. I, I was sitting on pillows. I, yes. I was sitting on pillows, but that didn't work. I think I'm too old to sit that low. How does this look? <laughs> I'm after the show, I'm like, oh, I think my knee's locked or something. How does this look? This is the chair that I have to sit on with my camera. Does this look appropriate? <laughs> no, <laughs> I will not say what I was, what I just thought. Did. It looks like I'm going to the bathroom. I know. I, I I sat down and was like, this is not going to work for me in any way on this one. <laughs> that was good. So Elsa, what do you do have the rest of the day planned? Where are you going? What are you doing? How are you hitting up people? You have because you said you did some marketing, and I know you and I are talking about marketing after this today. Elsa's diving into delight. Full feet first, dancing around in her underwear where she doesn't wear underwear anymore. And it just makes it where that's why the, our viewership has been going up. Oh, <laughs> 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 starting to spread. Stay tuned. <laughs> Good morning, Jaber. The rumors morning, are starting Jaber. to spread. Uh, now, you are doing what later today? Let's Let me let you actually answer that and I'll shut my face for a <laughs> Well, I've got the meeting with you, and then I'll probably just lounge on the on the couch because I've got quite a bit of things planned this weekend. I've got a lot of things that I have to sort out. I must bake some new Scooby snacks to take with to our Equinox because we're going to sell that there. I need to cleanse my cards and, and, and do all that, those things, get our, our tent and our sleeping bags and everything together and 
then count our pennies <laughs> so that we can leave on Sunday. Oh, no, well, I'm, I'm lying on Monday. So the Equinox actually started on on, fr uh, on this Friday. Yeah, it's starting this Friday, but we're not there for the weekend. We starting Monday and then the next weekend. Gotcha. Gotcha. Bob Seymour has agreed to officially stop wearing his under underwear and let his um, – he's going to be healthy with all of us. Uh, he is going to be taking care of himself and making sure he does not get his uh, – what did the gentleman say? What did what did Sydney say? Oh yeah, I just let him hang loose. I was like so <laughs> caught off guard when he said that. Oh, but yes, Bob yeah. Seymour is now quit wearing underwear this week. He gave Come his on, underwear man. away. He was on his Harley and he literally took it off while driving and threw him <laughs> in the air. It was the most impressive video I've ever gotten. I didn't even see anything. It was very amazing. <laughs> it was just like, wait, what? <laughs> And then, Elsa, you actually had something really great happen to you this week from one of our viewing audience. I did. Mr. Jaybird uh, bought me $25 of Bitcoin. And then this morning, it's almost $26. <laughs> so it, it it grew overnight. He, you, you, you have to eat him up. You have to eat. Jaybird is setting up some nice platforms for the guys to, to earn with Bitcoin and everything. And he's an angel. He bought me donuts and coffee, he said. <laughs> he did. He sent you $25. It's already raising some money. He's helping with – he. Jaybird is into the cryptocurrency thing very deeply and really enjoys it as a hobby. And he wanted to be able to help Bob. He wanted to be able to provide Bob other ways of getting funding and all that. And then at the same point, he saw Ilsa and wanted to be able to help her. And that's what we do here is he literally turns around, shows everything that he has, and is like, well, here's my talent. How can I use this to help people? And then he does. I loved it. I loved it. Mm -hmm. So Ilsa's going on a concert. She's going to be rocking out. She's making Scooby snacks this weekend. I still have not received any of her Scooby snacks. It's not a concert. It's a it's a, a market. It's a it's a oh. spring equinox spiritual community, um, spiritual journey. People giving Reiki healing and 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 and, and using their talents. To, to, to raise money for themselves and uh, raise awareness and all that kind of thing and just hang out with the community of my like-minded people. I think that's a great thing. I think uh, like so it's good energy with good energy, correct? Mm -hmm. I got it. I love Mandy, it. Mandy, I feel the same. It's the, the energies, the energies are very low. I have been tired just just go with it. Just sleep when you have to sleep. If you do not feel about sometimes self-care is making a turkey sandwich and just watching some series. So just take care of yourself. You know what? I think that's great advice. I also think that making sure we raise our vibrations. And how do we raise our vibrations? So with breathing. Can, yeah. So like so good vibrations and excitation no i'm getting a very quick no from the back room from everybody in the back brett <laughs> and jesse you're not with your day job don't worry that's why i don't sing in public because i know when i start singing my kids go please mom can you not do that <laughs> i'm like what not that bad <laughs> 
I no, I can't sing. That's why I don't do karaoke. Like I will f around and fake fake sing with people on air, but I will not be in public and be like, "Wise man, stays. I no, you're not going to get me on stage. You're not going to get me to do that. Uh, I I just don't like singing like that. Jessica's smiling like she's going to get me to do something I shouldn't do. <laughs> I, I, that 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 like vixen smile in the back, like. <laughs> So I sang karaoke uh, once. It was a horrible experience. I will never do it again. <laughs> you sang karaoke once. There we go. Oh, how's that, Elsa? Oh, that works. I can sit down finally. Like I can barely reach anything, but it'll be okay. Um, I guess it's asking the same question as yesterday. How are the girls? And now I'm not even gonna start because what girls are we talking about? <laughs> the girls are fine. <laughs> yeah, how is your journey going? Uh, you've been documenting it. Yesterday we talked about it a little bit. Today, just tap into that a little bit. Just say yes. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you're noticing a difference, or guys, Eight you're days, I am. I am being. Um, Sorry, I'm just going to say that almost at that time of the month, and I know how tender and and, 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 and painful um, wearing a bra can be in that time because you actually, everything expands mm. um, and stuff. And and, 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 and not, I, I don't have back pain like that anymore with, with, with my bra strap always being tight and pulling you down. So the, 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 the muscles on my, on my back here are, are much, much better. They don't have that much much tension and um it's not as tender and 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 sensitive as it usually was previously when i was close to that time so it does make a huge difference and you have to see see how the 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 long-term effects because that's just short term so and then with the eating, right? And like we have cooties, uh, cootie juice, and all that now going on. It's you're gonna be like feeling your best you've ever felt, and we're going into our forties together. So I look forward to this. Also, like we're like, hey, I'm, yes, I've got um, Friday. It will be exactly four months before I'm forty, <laughs> and I'm like, gee, where's this? That went so fast because every time somebody asks me what's your age, oh, I'm thirty-eight, and I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Oh, oh my, I'm turning 40. Because <laughs> my daughter will go like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not you're no, 38. you're, you're 38. not 38. You're yeah, like, so... I, I don't need help reminding me, <laughs> right? <laughs> Both my sisters like to remind me right now, hey, you're going to be 40 soon. And I'm like, okay, wow. You're going to be 40. Right. It happens to all of us. <laughs> but when they're closer to 40, I'm closer to 50. Like the minute they're close to 40, I'm like, I'm eight years older than the one. So with ease, she makes fun of me all the time. And I'm like, well, it just shows I grow up faster than you. Like, <laughs> I don't have anything I can fight back. I'm older. Uh, I love Jade defending you're you. Wise. Miss- when you're old, you're wise. Oh, let's not go there. My, my sisters will disagree <laughs> with that one. I'm trying to help. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. So I am super duper excited to be able to have Jessica Dugas on today because we're going to actually dive into the conversation about who she's talking to this Friday. And are you using manipulation tactics in your marketing? And I think that's a great topic because there's a lot of companies that 
I'm in an industry of CBD. So there's a lot of people that are like, we have the most premium stuff and this is the best stuff ever grown and all this and that. But like, are they, how are they marketing it? Are they marketing it with truths? Are they marketing it with manipulation? Are they, how are they, how are they doing this? Because there is a lot of manipulation and a lot of half truths with the industry I'm in. And I think Jessica is going to be having this. I, I love watching Jessica's interviews. You never know what, what's going to happen because the person on the other side feels so comfortable. They break into their own zone. They start opening up about things. And Jessica's phenomenal at that. And she gets these people to have these heavy conversations. So for me, I look forward to it because I want to know about marketing and the manipulation that's going on in it. And she's already promised me more swear words than a diehard movie. So I'm excited. <laughs> the smile in the back was well worth it. Uh, Jessica, if you're ready, I'll hit your brand. And I want to talk about Kevin Kylie. I want to talk about everything. I got a big thumbs up. Ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Say hello to the one, the only, the JD. What do you think that last bell is? Bing! Bing! Bing? Yeah, at the end, it's like, <laughs> it goes, oh, I'll be 51 in two weeks. Congratulations. We wish you a happy birthday. Uh, I have, yeah, so Jessica, your song goes, bop, 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 bop. And then at the end, it goes, bing! So that, that, that bing, is it a triangle? Is it a symbol? Is it just a random button on your computer? Cause I kind of want to end it with the bing and I'm holding like a triangle. The t I agree with Jay. It means the toast is done. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Fine, I get it. So Jessica Dugas, you are here talking to us today. You, let's start right off the bat. You have been like openly helping your friend. You have been making sure everybody knows. I want to make sure I don't misspell, missay anything, but Kevin Kylie is working his way through this competition and kicking some serious tail. Yeah. Can you do me a favor and tell us more about it? I'm going to bring up the webpage too, so people can see it. Yes, Kevin Kylie. Um, so a little backstory. I met him in a group that was formed when the pandemic first was going on last year um, called Quarantine Karaoke. And people would come in and they would sing karaoke in this group. And the group grew so fast that it got national attention and news stories and everything else. Well, I had been looking for music artists for the Breakthrough Show for a while. And I thought, well, you know, I don't know why it didn't occur to me earlier. I'm just going to, I'm going to troll this group and see who I can find. Well, Kevin was singing in there one night and um, I saw that he was from Connecticut and I'm from Connecticut. And so I was like, you know, we, we have to connect. So I just sent him a message and I said, you are ama an amazing singer. And um, at the time he was singing uh, a song that he had just come out with and he'd only had one song out like at the time that was last year. And, um, we hit it off right away. He came on the breakthrough show. He came on the breakthrough show again. He came on, he, you know, we started doing throwback Thursday together, like, and we were talking all the time. And 
throughout all of this, like he's been going out to LA and meeting with producers and doing stuff with a certain TV show where you sing, I can't talk about that. And, um, you know, like doing all of this amazing stuff. And the last time he went to LA, he came back and he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the running to perform at the Hollywood bowl. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, there's been these amazing people that have sung there before. It's this annual concert they do every year. And the winner of this contest gets $10,000 and gets to perform. And last year, I think it was like Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, like they were opening for those names this year. Let me pull it up because he just shared with us yesterday. So the he would be opening if he wins this, right. when he wins this, he will be opening for, are you ready? The Black Eyed Peas, oh, Doja Cat, The Kid Leroy, Coldplay, and Shawn Mendes. Wow, that's some big names. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about a really big deal. And what I love the most about Kevin is he really like we we laugh about this all the time because he really is focused on his craft. He's focused on the singing. He doesn't know jack shit about the stuff like that you need to do like for marketing and behind the scenes and all that. So that's why I was like, I believe in him and I believe in his music so much that I was like, you know, tell I will help you. Let's figure this out, you know. And um, so it's been we he's been in this process. Uh, good morning. He's been in this process of every week you have to make it to the next round and make it to the next round. And the last round that ended about a week ago, um, he like 15 seconds left, he was in second place. And then we got a whole bunch of votes in and it switched to first, like with literally 15 seconds left in the, in the, that round. And so right now we have about just a little over, um, I think 12 hours left, 12 hours, 29 minutes left. And he is in first place in his group. And if he does not get first in this round, he doesn't move on to the next part. So we have to keep him first today. I'm so excited for him. So guys go click this link right there. You saw how easy it was. I did it. Will Jessica was explaining. Uh, you saw the website. You saw Kevin's beautiful face. He is a very handsome man. And he is out there right now. He is out there singing. He is out there putting stuff out. You have 12 hours to get that vote out there. Well, all you do is click this link and then it says vote once for free through Facebook. If you want to pay for votes, uh, $100 is the first uh, buy. Make sure you pay all 100 to be <laughs> Maybe, maybe, no. But the truth is, Some guys, money, honey. get some money, honey. Do yourselves a favor, guys. Please go click that link. Give support. Show your love. Show your support. I have been voting for Kevin every day. Uh, I am in the Kevin Kylie fan page group. I get the messages Jessica sends out saying, guys, send this to 10 people. Don't forget to vote today. And every day I make sure I use my real account and my fake account. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, it's, there are worse things that people are doing, I'm sure. <laughs> I, there, the thing is, I know somebody that did one of these for like uh, bars and you voted online and all that same type of concept. OK, but they're able to if you buy it, you're able to buy votes. And they had rich friends in the one bar bought a ton 
ton of votes. Yeah. And I was like, that's not fair. That's why yeah. I don't like the buyer vote. It's disappointing when that happens. And the, I mean, the only good thing about this part is that I know that the, the money that comes in from the paid votes are going to, um, suicide awareness and, and it's a good cause. And so it's not like, you know, I, I feel a little bit better about that than, than other things, but it's still, it's still the point of, you know, anything like this is going to be kind of a popularity contest. And you're also like, like I was joking around about Kevin, not knowing like a lot of stuff with marketing and behind the scenes and all that, you know, it really does put people at a disadvantage that don't, don't know that or don't have a big circle of people that have created something. So I, when he was up for this, this week here, I said, listen, we need a street team now. Like you don't, Kevin, you, we got to do this because I don't want to be where we were last week of like 15 seconds before going, Oh God, he's in second still, you know, and how are we going to turn this around now with six, 15 seconds left? So we've really been working hard this week and Kevin is so excited. And he's one of these people, you guys, he's so incredible humble about his gift and what he does. And I just know that if he ever makes it on to like a stage where he's accepting an award, he will be, he will be the one that they have to bring out the hook for because he's thanking so many people. Like, you know, he just Aww. really, he's just that kind of person and he, he brings people up with him. And I appreciate that. What an amazing, now Kevin, I've had fun. I've been in your discord. I've been with you on the Facebook groups. He, uh, Facebook, no, just discord. Yeah. Sorry. There's so many different apps that you, your name pops up on now. And then Jessica has a second I mean. cell phone number. She has a community <laughs> line. All of a sudden I'm like, like the one day you sent a text and I'm, I'm driving and I see the menu for something. And I look and I'm like, wait a minute this looks like it's not meant for me, but for a bunch of people. And I had to like look at it and then I'm like writing her back. And she writes back and I'm like, I totally am texting the wrong number, aren't I? And she's <laughs> laughing at me. I'm like, my bad. So Jessica does a very good job. She is phenomenal at her marketing. And Kevin Kiley has been nothing but an angel. And I say that as someone who doesn't even know him personally, he literally, every time I've made the joke of I voted with, and it's not a joke. I really do use two accounts to vote. <laughs> <laughs> I really do guys. It's but for like, both of your personalities. I have many of those. Like, so Bradley votes and Brandon votes, <laughs> but like I vote and then I'll make the joke. I voted with all my personalities, all my accounts. He thanks everyone every time <laughs> and I, I've been blown away by how generous and nice he is with how busy he is so Kevin rooting for you want to see you succeed and excited to like now is this the final stage that was my my next question I, I think there might be one more thing he has to go through after this but this is like the the finals for his so there were different groups I think if I'm if and I could be wrong but I think this is how it went um there were different groups for different categories of people and um when, and he, this is like the final for his category so then then he gets put in the big pond so to speak I believe Wow. And the big pond is a bunch of other singers or that's yeah, other type, one. other types of other types of music. So, uh, you know, it'll maybe like groups or different genres or something like that, I would assume. So when would he know if he's won the whole thing? It's got to be soon because the concert's in October. 
So oh my gosh. yeah, like wow, this is, this is all, on. yeah. Like it's a whirlwind of how quickly this goes. And, and he, like, he's, he's, his, his plate is so full. He messaged me this morning and he was like, I'm nervous. And um, because he just got the lead in a play um, in Connecticut. So he's been doing, yeah, he's been doing that because he was supposed to be on Broadway before the pandemic and then everything shut down. Like that's the whole story of why he was doing so much online and coming out with with more music and everything because he there was nothing he could do. Right. And and so yeah, so it's been it's been such a cool journey to watch, you know, to watch him grow. And that's part of like so it's such a joy for me with doing the breakthrough show and the pe people that I've met through there to watch people like literally come on the show and say this is my dream. And then watching it happen, um, you know, with Michelle on the circle and, uh, you know, um, Lucinda on the TEDx stage now. And I don't know how many times Blake's been on the TEDx stage since he was on the show, but he's like, I don't know, 25 something, you know, it's just crazy. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a cool thing for me to watch that and to get to be their cheerleader and to say, hey, you know, once upon a time, they, they came to hang out on my little show and now look at what they're doing. That is amazing. That is amazing. Uh, now, speaking of your little show, I'm sorry, Elsa, but go ahead. No, 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 go. I almost stepped on my computer and stepped it off my table. <laughs> Don't do Don't this. Do that. Don't do that. So, Jessica, speaking of your little show, you have a breakthrough this weekend, this Friday coming tomorrow. Uh, you have Manny Wolf and Harrison Barron. Barron? Mm -hmm. Barron, yeah. I, I wrote it and I wanted to make sure I didn't spell it wrong and I'm still messing it up. Uh, are, are you using manipulation tactics for marketing? Can you explain what we're going to be looking into tomorrow? Because this sounds like an interesting episode and who swears more? The, well, it's going to be fantastic. First of all, um, Harrison Barron, uh, is is just incredible. He does a lot with SEO and marketing and whatnot. And he has a podcast that is um, completely unfiltered. Like there's no, it's no boundaries, period. Uh, no boundaries podcast. Um, they just, they don't, okay. they don't have, like, he's like, there may or may not be alcohol involved. You know, we just, we just, <laughs> we just do what we have to, we say what we need to say. And, um, and so I initially was talking to Harrison about that, um, you know, because I'm still in this place where like what I talked about last week with using your voice of really trying to discover, like, how far do I want to push things? And is that really authentic for me? And, you know, um, because my question for for Harrison, when you look at people like uh, Tony Robbins, who in his Netflix special, they had to bleep out half the special because he dropped the F on every five minutes. Is that something that everybody needs to do? in order to get attention is that does everybody need to push the boundaries in order to be seen in the entrepreneurial world and that's a great question because a lot of times that's who we're seeing but yeah. um you know he talks about how it's really about knowing who you are and knowing your audience and all of that and um and he he's going to be dropping some pretty uh you know harsh truths about mm. you know how the, a, a vast majority of the people that we see in the entrepreneurial world really, um, you know, 
they'll, they'll say, oh, oh, I want that so bad. But but they don't. They don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the work involved to get it. So like for, for great example, I had a friend this week who I was talking to and we were talking about when we go to launch a product or a service in our business. And we'll oftentimes you'll see people pull their communities. So they'll mm -hmm. say, I can offer X, Y, Z. Do you guys, are you guys interested? You know how many people jump right up and are like, me, me, me. I'm, so, you know, this is so me, so interested. That's exactly what I need right now, right? So you do the work and you come out with the product or service and then nobody buys it. It's yeah. because they, they don't, people like the idea of having a breakthrough. People like the idea of, of moving to the next level, moving forward, but they don't want to do the work required. It, it just it just is what it is. And a lot mm. of people that they that's just we're, we're as humans, we can be a lot of talk and and a little action, you know, and and it's just a truth we have to face. And so Harrison mm. talks a lot about that in our conversation tomorrow. Um, and then adding in uh, Manny Wolf, man, if you guys are not following him on social media and you are a business owner, an entrepreneur, a coach, if you can handle get, getting your ass handed to you on a daily basis, please follow him. Because even mm. though it may sting a little bit, the things that he shares, he, he blows the lid off of how much manipulation goes on in marketing, especially with coaches. Um, and I'll give you guys an example of that in a minute. But but also talking about, you know, a lot of fluff this morning. In fact, he was talking. I need to pull it up so I can get the exact words that he used. But he was talking about specific um words that people use in the entrepreneur space or in the coaching industry that have just lost their value mm -hmm. because of how overused they are and how how little integrity are behind that those words anymore. Yep. So some of the words that he used, I'm pulling it up here really quick because I want to um oh I hope it's going to be right at the top of his page. Of course not. Um <laughs> but but he he used like words like, you know, um, uh, divine, masculine, feminine, authentic, uh, you know, a lot of things that are really fantastic words, but, you know, they're used so much and used in such a uh, inauthentic way. Oh, that, that they're yeah. losing their value. They're losing their value. Um, the example that I wanted to give you guys is we were talking about, and I mentioned this before we came on today. Um, I know somebody personally who had a $5,000 week in their business. And they went on to go to tell everybody. So they had that week. And then the next week, they're like, all of a sudden come out with this thing. Let me show you how to make $5,000 a week in your business. But they have not replicated that since then. Uh, uh, but they tell everybody about that one week. Right. But just because you do it once doesn't mean that that's something that you, that you like, that you're good. It, it could have been a fluke. Yes. You know, it could have just been, you know, that, it was just something that your specific audience was interested in in that moment. It doesn't mean that that's something that's going to be able to be copied and pasted through anybody's business either. Um, and it also brings up the question while we're talking about authenticity and marketing and, you know, manipulation and all of that, it, 
just because you're good at something or just because you do something one time, does that mean that you then need to turn and turn that into a business or help other people with it? It's so I'm going to answer this from my perspective. No, because then you're chasing squirrels all the time and coming from someone like me, that sounds really funny. But the truth is you are, if you, if you, everything you do turns into a business, you're never truly focused on the business at heart and what you really want to do. Yeah. That's just my opinion. And I know I'm a squirrel chaser when you're talking to me, but like, I know CBD and I know the cannabis plant and I know that I have a personality that people follow. So for me, I have to know my circle of what I'm doing and not be distracted trying to create other things because it's so easy for someone like me to be distracted. Excuse me one second, Jessica. Mm. Hello, Donnell. Love you. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, look, he, Manny, Manny talks a lot about, um, you know, the, the other big topic that we talk about tomorrow is something called success shaming. So he, he, and I have to, I'm excited about putting out a cutting room floor clip from the episode that I had to cut out because we just didn't have time. But he told a story about um, a group that he had gone to and um, you know, everybody, the the guy was saying that you had to, you know, be connected with a super deep why in order to be successful. And we've talked about this on the breakthrough show before. And Manny's just like bullshit bullshit. Your why is whatever it is, period. And you don't even really need it in order to be successful. And so he, they're going around the group and everybody's like, oh, you know, it's to fill the world with magical, you know, just, just all of this fluff. And Mm -hmm. they get to him and he's like, "Um, I want to make money. And they were like, no, everybody, no, no, that can't, that can't, that is not a real thing. That is not a real why. That's not, no, you can't do that. You know, and he's just like bullshit. Right. Bullshit. You know, you just, it, and, and so we've talked about that all the time. Hi, Bob. Um, we talk about that all the time. And, uh, uh, you know, that we, you just don't, we are so quick, especially, and, and when something's working for somebody, whether we believe that that's how a why should be done or not, um, we are so quick to shame people because it's not the way that we do things um, and saying, oh, you can't do it that way. That You know, you're, every, every single person on the planet is different. Correct. So why, how, why would we, why is that this a thing that we're doing to people? Why do we judge people like that when it's their light, their why might be something that actually makes a difference because they challenge it. And I think that that's the issue that a lot of people don't connect with is that the why, like him saying, oh, I'm there to make money. Honest answer. It is a good why. It's what a lot of business people do. And having that is essential. Like you need someone on your team that's like, hey, how are we making profits on this? And that's where he's a, he excels. And that's something like, I, I think that more people need to understand their gifts and their talents and what they're really doing. Uh, did we lose Ilsa? Like she says, hey guys. <laughs> she says, hey guys. <laughs> I'm just saying hello to the people. I'm a bit slow today, I told you. <laughs> Hi, <Yeah>. Jessica. 
reading it, Delta, going. I have. I didn't see you over there. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Um, I went live on my Facebook as well. So there's a lot of people on there watching and I just said hi to them as well. So I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. I just saw, Hey guys. And I was like, where'd that come from? Like she's sitting right there. Could she not see us? Could she not hear us? Um, Ilsa just, just spaced out. <laughs> well, we all know that happens. <laughs> that happens. But Jessica, I think it's a very good point. Like the why of it, it's like, so what is your why? Like for me, if I was to tell Jessica, hey, what is your why for why you do the Breakthrough Show? She's going to know it right away. Watch. Jessica, no why. You son of a bitch. You know I wanted you to have an answer. Because look, here, here's the thing. So I wrote this little, I don't know if any of you guys that are friends with me on Facebook have ever noticed this because they, it used to be in a kind of different format. But Facebook lets you have like a feature photo. And I wrote this little... Uh, manifesto to go with that photo uh, one day because I just was like, you know, I I was I was having difficulty with all this. What is your niece niche? What is the, what is your why? What is your and I'm like, I can't I can't. <laughs> I just it, it's excited. Literally, that's how I feel inside when people constantly because you're spending so much effing energy trying to figure that out when you could be using that energy to just go, just go do it, just go change the world, just go do what you want to do in the moment. Um, mm -hmm. And so what I shared is that um, I can't even get the damn thing to pull up appropriately. Um, but <laughs> just technology but is not yes, my friend this morning. Come on. But um, so I, I just shared, I am my why. Mm. I, I am my purpose. I am my, I am my niche. Like there, because it's what, whatever I want to do in the moment I've shared often when I got, when I got really sick a couple years ago, and this is very ironic, you guys, because I have shared often that I've been dealing with, um, a lot of health issues over my entire life. And over the last few years, since, since around 2017, things kind of ramped up quite a bit. I had a lot that happened that year that I think contributed to the issues that I have now. Um, but, you know, I, I talk openly about how we've gone plant-based. I've done different things, you know, to try to help myself, but it was two years ago today that I, or two years ago yesterday that I had start the drive up to Michigan and and I started seeing my cardiologist, Joel Kahn, up there, um, which Dr. Kahn is world-renowned. You guys have probably seen him on the show, The Doctors. Um, he's a plant-based cardiologist. And so it's it's just been this it's been this long journey for me with the health stuff but one of the biggest right around that time so two years ago was when i had this like i woke up one day and i'm and and i was like what am i doing mm -hmm. like what on earth am i doing uh and and I said, I'm just not going to do what doesn't bring me joy anymore. And I realized that that sounds fluffy to a lot of people that they're like, yeah, okay, you're an adult. You're going to have to do things you don't like. Yes and no. Yes and no. I can, I can choose to, so for, you know, I can choose to bitch about it or I can turn on some music and at least try to have fun with it. You know, right. doing some, the things that are, you know, I, who the hell like loves to do dishes? I mean, I know Heather Clark, I see you, but, 
but calling you out, my friend, but some of us are not weirdos like that. Some of us <laughs> don't like to do the dishes. Okay. Um, but you can do things, right? You can do things, the things that you don't like to do, you can either a hire them out to have somebody come do it. If it's that, if it's upsetting your world that much, hire someone to do it. Mm -hmm. Two, have six kids, make them wash the dishes. No, I just, <laughs> no, but seriously, like, that's the expensive way. Hire, I, I need to go get a Kleenex. Oh my God, I took a big drink of water. You made me laugh. Hire it out or be. Do something to make it joyful for you, make it fun for you, you know, make it worth your time, make it make you feel good while you're doing it. You have options. People say, oh, I can't experience joy because I've got to do X, Y, Z, whatever. Anyway, my whole point of this is that I really just got to that point a couple years ago where I was like, I'm just, I'm just not going to do what, what doesn't bring me joy anymore. And, and that got me into all of this about, about I am my niche. I am mm. my why I am my, no, I, because I'm doing whatever I feel like I need to do in the moment. And I don't need to waste my energy making graphs and charts about who my target audience is. My target audience is, are people like me, squirrels in a nice pair of earrings with a cup of tea. <laughs> and I have tea, but it's water that's just not got tea in it yet. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I think that's a great way of putting it, though. Cup. I got an empty cup. But, Jessica, that's a great way of doing it. You're hitting a totally different way of connecting with people. You're connecting with people who have evolved from squirrels, which we know is a difficult way of keeping the attention. But the biggest thing is you're putting it in a positive light. The breakthrough thing. I think of how many people I talk to and I, I, I in a week – and how many times I say the word breakthrough and every single time I think of you and it's like, I literally am like, oh, so what did it take to get to your breakthrough? And I'm like, son of a bitch, look what Jessica did to me again. I got it coming out again, but it's needed because you really are hitting a niche area that a lot of people don't understand how great of what you're doing really helps people. So Jessica, please know I love what you're doing. Keep pushing for your breakthroughs. And I look forward to knowing more about Miss uh, Manny, Mr. Manny Wolf and Harrison Barron tomorrow because I want to know. I want to talk about the marketing. I'm going to be shooting comments in there. So, guys, don't excuse me as I hiccup. Do not forget. It was when the water came out my nose. Jessica made me laugh that hard. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this is going to feel weird. And it just like, oh, find a niche with an itch. But don't be a... Uh, <laughs> or we could say find the niche with it with an each but don't but and go to the beach <laughs> we can if we want to <laughs> and scratch your knees <laughs> listen we are really we are we are excited about uh having a visitor this weekend and if you thought you spit water out your nose then just just wait because that's that's the life of Medugas house so I have to be honest, Jess, I 100% my favorite thing was when you warned me, this is a new job for him. Don't get him in trouble. I knew <laughs> not to put a onesie on and walk around spinning fire around his like car dealership place, you know, places where fire probably isn't the best. And he go, he looks me in the eyes and goes, just don't burn my house down. 
<laughs> Deal. I won't. So, guys, this weekend I will be at the Dugas' house. I will be heading that way. Whoop, whoop. I'm gonna have a puppy on me. I get to have. I get to get serenaded to sleep. I'm excited for that. Like having. You get to have bunny snuggles. I get to get bunny snuggles. I love bunny. I'm about, you know, and then Brett Gordon is sitting in the background and he's like, God, it's fun to watch these shows from this angle and like laugh at people. Like he just has fun making fun of Jessica and I in the background. Uh, but Jessica, I look forward to it. I look forward to being able to see your husband and you and uh, Sunday night. It looks like I'll be playing football or watching football with your husband and things like that. Cause I mentioned it. I was like, are we watching football Sunday? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, okay. I didn't know he was a sports fan like that. So I kind of like am excited. And at the same time, a little nervous. Cause I'm hoping I'm, a, I'm at least as good, big a sports fan as him. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you're laughing. I just have to, he's, he's more into, I was, I was the one super into football when we met and then, you know, I don't want to talk about everything that's happened with my Pats over the last couple of years. And so now it's a different, you know, anyway. You've had a winning team. You've got to, you found your joy. Now you need to understand what it's like to suffer a little bit. Try being a Browns fan. Do you know what it's like to be the laughing stock of the world for all sports? Yeah, that's why I, I mean I'm the laughing stock of the world as a human. So that's why I try to pick <laughs> sports teams that are good. So <laughs> well freaking played well freaking played there miss dugas uh brett is going to chicago this weekend and bob says what's up brett and brett says good morning guys so jessica dugas give us the times give us the schedules and tell us one more time about voting for kevin and then ilsa is going to read the bio for our guests today and get ready to have our guests come on so breakthrough show is tomorrow friday uh, September 17th at 12 p.m. Central Time. And uh, Manny Wolf, Harrison Barron will be on tomorrow. And we're super excited about that. I love it. I love it. I want to I want to show this to Mandy really quickly. This is this is my business card. See my see my face here. Look, check I this see out. Your face. Joy is your choice. Ooh, I like we, that. And she's 100% right. We wake up every day and trust me, there's days I wake Jessica up and she's like, Brandon, I want to punch you. And that's because that. I hold on. I'm about to compliment you. Jeez. <laughs> so now I got to restart my joke. There's days I text Jessica and I wake her up and she's like, boy, I just want to punch you, Brandon. And then she responds back oh, with, <laughs> Joy is a choice, Brandon. Choose joy before go, before you go on air this morning. And the worst part is I had it set up so differently. Her face is like, God, I hate Ladies Brandon. and gentlemen, Ilsa, the queen of South Africa, Jessica, the queen of breakthroughs, and Brandon, the king of fish stories. <laughs> My favorite way to take pictures is with the fish eye. So, ba -ba -ba. ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you guys tomorrow: do not miss the breakthrough show. Make sure you're tuning in. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. We're going to be learning about: are you using manipulation tactics in your marketing? And one last time, please do not forget to go vote for Kevin Kiley. He is not just handsome with a great voice; he is actually an amazing individual that I want to see.
see succeed. And I want to be able to watch it, him take it to the next level. So guys, thank you. I love it. Jessica Dugas, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, Jess. Bye. Actually, stay here for a second because Elsa's going to read the bio and then I'll hit the buttons. <laughs> Uh, today we have Rick Mayo, the, he's the founder of and, and CEO of Alloy Personal Training Franchise, located in Roswell, Georgia. Is that where the aliens fall? No, that's that's Not, Roswell. Okay, wrong, yeah, wrong Roswell. Roswell, Georgia. The Alloy family is growing quickly and has recently awarded over 30 new franchise locations in the Atlanta area as well as Salt Lake City, Orlando, and the Carolinas. After an unequaled year of lost challenges and uncertainty, the recent Edelman Trust Barometer report included that 2020 was a year of an epidemic of misinformation and widespread mistrust of societal institutions and leaders around the world. Award-winning fitness entrepreneur and founder of the Alloy Personal Training franchise, Rick Mayo, views building trust with his customers and growing franchise community as one of the keys to success. With a growing podcast, YouTube channel, and with his keynotes and published articles on fitness, franchising, and more, Mayo is a true believer in trust and, and trust as a strategy. Rick would really love to contribute to the right audience. He has been on several popular podcasts and would be happy to explore having the right host as a guest on his podcast as well. I love it. Wow, Ilsa, way to read that. Jessica Dugas, everybody. She's one in a million. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hi, my name is Brandon. And over the past year, the Delay Cafe team and I traveled across the U.S., researching this rapidly growing industry of CBD products. What we have found throughout the industry were products that were inconsistent in dosage and used ingredients that weren't even lab tested. Products with chalky textures, bitter aftertaste, and worst of all, confusion among the CBD consumers. That's why we created Delight Cafe. A 15 milligram lab-tested, all-natural, water-soluble, hemp CBD powder pack. It's odorless, colorless, and tasteless. Add it to your favorite drink of choice wherever, whenever, on the go. Quickly find your calm, your balance, and your delight when you need it most. And we're back. Oh, Ilsa's got the big screen now. She's smiling all big. <laughs> Rick, it is so good to meet you, Mr. Mayo. How are you today, Rick? I'm doing well and likewise. And, you know, to, to your point, you guys, there are probably some aliens in Roswell, Georgia as well, not just Roswell, New Mexico. So <laughs> well put. I well, may be one of them. I'm not maybe sure. <laughs> The jury is out, so we shall see. <laughs> there you're is not a the first. You're not the first to ask that, so please don't feel bad. Everyone's like, like oh, the I alien Roswell. I'm like, no. Yes. Do we really I'm, know? I'm, I mean, do we? <laughs> I've asked some wild questions on this. It's like, what is this? And what is? I I'm not afraid to ask questions. I want to know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, have you seen the Netflix special? Oh, gosh. What was his name? Bob something. Oh, Bob it's Lazar. A... Yes, you know it. Yes. Yes, yes uh, you... 
that is that's where I go when I think of aliens. So your joke lands perfectly, and you kind of have that like figure. So like, yeah. if you're an alien, it's like the police. You have to tell me. You can't be undercover. Are you an alien, Rick? You know, if I I give you well, you know this. You know how the saying goes. If I told you, you know what happened. So you really don't want me to tell you, right? No, because I have to drive through Georgia to get back home. So no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Best of luck making it through here. You might see some people that look like aliens, even if they're not. You guys know they're they're everywhere. They are. <laughs> some of them look like dogs. Don't be fooled. They're not. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, Rick, I want to thank you for coming on. You have your own podcast stuff going on. You are a busy man that has a. Uh, your personal training franchise located in Georgia, but has now grown drastically to 30 new franchises. Tell us about what you're doing and why your, your personal training is so different than what anybody else is out there. Yeah. So, you know, I think I'll start by just a little bit of our history. So we've been at it for a long time. We actually started our original facility in 1992. So, but you guys were probably twinkles in your father's eyes maybe maybe not even maybe not even that yet <laughs> i appreciate <laughs> but, it <laughs> yeah so we've been at it yeah yeah keep it coming keep it coming yeah. um, but we've been at it for a long time and before we ever started a full-on franchise we were doing what we called license and that's a, sometimes an interchangeable term with franchising so it can be confusing but Imagine giving people the the business systems um, to help power their gyms, right, under their own banner. So like a white labeled version of a franchise. And we did that to the tune of, you know, 2,300 clubs worldwide. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's been amazing. So that's what we've been doing the last 15 years. And we had more and more big franchises coming to us and saying, look, can you build these mechanisms for us? white label them right and then help us power them and so eventually we just said look instead of being the special sauce in everyone else's franchise let's just do our own and when we approached it we had a unique um i guess filter or lens on things because we have seen what is scalable what is different where there's maybe some gaps in the market for fitness um and that really allowed us to approach franchising from a completely different place than maybe say a one shop, you know, mom and pop store that thinks you've got some special sauce and you're like, we're going to give this to everyone, you know, only to find out that maybe it was just the right place, right time kind of scenario, something like that. So we did have an advantage um, in that. And so as far as what makes us different, I think when you look at fitness in general, there's lots of types of fitness, right? There's the low cost models, which in the United States would be like a planet fitness where you just pay $10 a month. And that's on one end of the spectrum. And they do really well. I mean, they were the first to market with that and they, they own that. And on the other end of the spectrum in fitness is what's typically referred to as boutique fitness. So imagine, you know, boot camps or orange theories or F45s or, or those kind of guys, right? And those are two distinct segments of fitness. So if you just took boutique fitness, even within that, there are class-based concepts. So that could that could en encompass everything from cycling to CrossFit to again, boot camps, you know, Pilates, things like that. Just think of 20 people getting sweaty, right? Think of it that way. And I am speaking at this through the consumer's lens, if you will. So there's that end of boutique fitness, but on the other end would be personal training. 
And so typically or historically, that's been serviced in a one-to-one setting. So, you know, one of you guys wants to come in and you have a coach and, you know, it's just a one, one coach to one client setting. But what we figured out a long time ago was how to make that a little bit more scalable so we can train up to six people with one coach and we have the technology to be able to communicate on each person in the session and how they are to be applied to a certain program. And what that ultimately does, you guys, is it brings the price point down. And so what we're able to do is offer a good value proposition to people that are interested in personal training and make it a little bit more fun by offering some group dynamic, but still keep the brand promise of personal training. So if you have an injury or a very specific goal that you want to work on that's outside what you could get in a class-based setting, then we're, we're the perfect option for you. So I would say at a really high level, that's it. Really, that's what makes us different. It's just tons of experience um, and really understanding how to make personal training scalable. And another word for that would be affordable, right? Is there a story behind the name of your of your company, the Alloy? There is. So we've had, you know, um, I'll, I'll start by saying that we've got people all over the world that have our logo and name tattooed on their body. So I don't know how much more, you know, brand loyalty you can get than getting a permanent ink, you know, on your body of someone's logo, but I'm proud of it because it's all, it's all as a result of some type of a story, right? Whether it be, um, you know, reaching great results or turning someone's business around and allowing them to stay in the industry that they love, whatever that is, and to feel compelled enough to get, you know, a logo tattooed on you is a huge compliment to us. And so we hope to see that continue to grow as our franchise system grows, of course. But um, it's funny that you mentioned that because we've rebranded like four times. So the the internal joke is like, oh, don't get the tattoo because, you know, they're going to change the brand. <laughs> Which, yep. Now that we've gone to franchising is not true. But when we opened in 1992, you guys will love this name. Like, you know, fitness was like muscle pants and uh, what we call fanny packs. So what you guys might call bum bags, right, in South Africa. So it's like, you know, that was what fitness was. And so the name of our gym was Good Bodies, which is the cheesiest name ever, but it so fit the early 90s, right? Yeah. Um, because that's what fitness was. And we had teal carpet and it was, you know, mullets and everything <laughs> bad that you can imagine. Uh, <laughs> I think mullets are actually back in style, but they um, are. You know, yeah, exactly, right? Hockey, baby, right? Right. Hockey, that's your haircut, right? Yeah. So, um, but that was who we were, and then you know, I can distinctly remember we had a coach working for us at the time, and he was going to be leaving, and he was going to open his own business, and he wanted to do it close to our business, which was a big no-no. So he and I were having our differences around that, right? And at the time, I didn't have the mechanisms in place to say, well, good, we'll help you open your own, right? Which that was what we would do now. But I can distinctly remember him saying, you know what? I'm going to leave here. And I'm going to open down the street and I'm going to call it Better Bodies. And I was like, oh, you wouldn't. <laughs> if I'm honest, he kind of had me, right? It's like, we're, we're good bodies. He's going to be Better Bodies. I'm like, oh, oh yeah? Well, I'll, I'll go Best Bodies. You know, I'll even beat that. It was like, oh, so silly. But we um, we rebranded to something that was a little bit more relevant, that was local. But when we started licensing, we were giving these systems to uh, other brands, like I say, a Gold's Gym or something, right? And then the Gold's Gym would say, what do we call this thing? And we were just named after a local region, right? Because we were just a couple of local clubs. 
And so we knew that we needed to get another brand. And we went through this really interesting, cool process. We hired a firm out of San Francisco, um, paid a lot of money to help us come up with a name. And it was like a six week process. And they worked us through all these wild scenarios, just trying to stress test our limits in which direction they could take us, you know, with a name. And we needed something that we could trademark. And so I remember when they first presented Alloy, I thought that is the dumbest name I've ever heard. I cannot believe that, that we paid for that, <laughs> right? But when you think about what Alloy is, you guys, if the, even the, the very Google definition is it's nothing if it's not a combination of things, right? There's no such thing as an alloy. An alloy is a combination of metals. And when you look at the Google definition, it will literally say to make something better or stronger, right? I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. So we took that name and we took it to a branding firm and then they built the logo, which is two pillars leaning on each other. And of course, Stronger Together has been used by Hillary for her campaign and everything since. But we were the first you know, to, to have that. And we've got it um, in the fitness space trademarked. So, yeah, a lot went into just coming up with what looks like a really simple brand. But it means a lot. And, and what it means is it can pass through from me to our franchisees, because we can be stronger together, a combination of, of our strengths, right? And then also passes all the way through the consumer, because, you know, if you have a coach in your life, someone to hold you accountable, guide you, keep you on track, um, that makes a lot of sense, that name Alloy as well, with the combination of things making making something stronger and better. So anyway, great question. But yeah, that's uh, it was a long 30-year journey to come up with a name, but it, it's worked out pretty well. And I just shared the link for everybody here. This is the website you're going to want to go to. You're going to sign up if you're interested in all that. This is uh, the, the community page of joining the franchise opportunities and seeing everything that they're doing. If anybody's interested in that, I also have uh, the website in the background of Rick Mayo, which I will bring up in a little bit. That way you could see his handsome face there as well. Uh, Rick, I want to know with 2020 hitting the way it did, you had a lot of people that probably broke away from the, the gyms. Uh, I know that when our gym shut down in Ohio, the gym I was going to, it really made it difficult to work out. It really, cause I, I'm at home and I'm trying to do online stuff, but it's not as connected as it was. Have you noticed any big changes after with 2020 and what are you guys doing to prepare for the future that with adapting to that? Yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? I mean, I think if you look at, certainly we entered franchising at an interesting time because if you were an investor and you were looking at fitness, you were seeing it being, you know, not even allowed in some states in the United States and certainly overseas as well. And so it did look like a scary investment proposition. So it wasn't a great time to enter the franchise industry. But I will tell you that for our actual model, for the clubs that we had that were open um, and our corporately owned clubs, it was interesting. We, we fared really well. And, and in hindsight, you know, when I look at that, I guess the question would be why? Like, why would you fare better than a different fitness brand? And I think there's two reasons. One is because we're personal training, we are a smaller number. You know, there's a British scientist, his last name is Dunbar, and he did all of these studies that went back thousands of years. And what the question he was trying to answer was basically, what is the right size of a community, right? Outside of really close friends and family, what size community can someone manage? How many people in their life can they manage and still make it feel very intimate and be close knit? And that number ended up being 150. So it's often referred to as Dunbar's number or, or sometimes the rule of 150. 
And some corporations have actually taken that number to heart. If you look at Gore that makes Gore-Tex, if they had a division that got larger than 150, they would split it because they knew that if you were working in a group of 150 or less, that, you know, the, the manifestation of that could be you don't have to wear name tags because everyone knows everyone, right? There's not this higher top-down management feel where like, you know, the boss is here and then there's this person and then I'm under them. It's like, you really could work for the people around you and keep a tight-knit community. And that was a really big culture builder and it helped efficiency and stickiness for employees and all of the things that, that, that go along with a great work environment. So when you look at our model, you know, we don't get above 150 total members. And so what happens with that is everyone can know each other. You can know everyone's name. You can know everyone's family members, right? You can know, certainly we know a lot about them from a health perspective, what their goals are, what their injuries are, things like that, what they're shooting for. But I think when you have a small number like that, you know, you guys mentioned trust a lot in the lead in. That's what it does is it drives a higher level of trust, right? So we didn't see a whole lot of churn in our revenue at all in any of our clubs that were open because a small number, so more trust. I mean, we literally had people come into our corporate gyms once the veil was lifted on the restrictions and say things like, oh, I would never go to a big facility. I don't know any of those people. And as we all know on this call, knowing someone doesn't have any bearing on whether or not you can catch a virus from them, right? But it just speaks to the fact that there's inherent trust, right? It's like, you know, I don't want to go to the grocery store because I don't know those people, but I know my people. And I guess that would the assumption would be that they're doing the same things I'm doing to, to stay safe. So there was that. And then second was the technology. So thankfully, we already had an app that we were using to send workouts to people for like that third day a week or like if you went on vacation or something like that. And it ended up being the perfect tool for COVID because we knew everyone's goals. We simply had to find out what type of equipment that they had at home. And then instead of just streaming a Zoom class, which is what a lot of fitness brands did, we could actually drill down and say, okay, based on your goals and what you have at home, this is exactly what I want you to do. And send them a video driven workout. And you know, it, our app pulls in my fitness pal for nutrition and habit change and all these really cool things where we could really keep track of them. But it was like taking personal training and making it digital as opposed to streaming a live class, which, you know, again, there's a lot of people that are already in that space. I mean, look what happened to, to Peloton, you know, as a result of the pandemic, their stock jumped like thousand percent or something crazy. Right. So there's already people in that space that were poised for that. So instead of doing that, we just kept it personal training and used the app to drive the programs and the accountability. And there was still a coach on the other end that they knew, by the way, that knew their name and was saying, Hey, I didn't see that you worked out yesterday. You know, what's going on? And, and ultimately, isn't that the job of a coach, right? It's just to make people show up and, and do it. That's that's 90% of it right there. So, yeah, based on those two factors, you guys, that small number and that high trust and the digital assets, we were we fared really well. So we were very fortunate to be well aligned for this. I mean, because who knew, right? It was It was devastating for some sectors of fitness, for sure. Awesome, awesome. Um, the I wanted to ask you something. How did you get into in, into to, to, to creating creating this? Was it something that you always wanted to do that you had in your mind, or, or or how did you get this opportunity to create Alloy? You know, I wish that it was, but what happened was we accidentally stumbled per you know, as you guys know, and you've probably heard this a million times. It seems like it's in every leadership book, but every time you run into a tough spot or a tight situation, it's typically an opportunity for something great to happen. If 
if you respond right and maybe you get lucky and all the worlds, you know, all the, the stars align, so to speak. But um, we had had a hiccup in our business in the late 90s. And as a result of that, we built it back in a way that was very systematic, right? So we took something that seemed like artwork, which was, you know, trainers and, and them working their magic with clients. And we had specialists in fat loss and specialists for older clients and specialists for athletes. And it's like, well, wait a minute, like we know all these processes. So why don't we build a system that says, if this, then that, right? And it became, you know, everything from how we say hello to goodbye to how a customer goes from the first time in the gym to how they get to the right program. And those things were just built out of necessity just to protect our business. But what ended up happening was we landed on a really interesting model that was one of the highest revenue per square foot facilities in the country. And then that put us on the radar for speaking engagements. And we started doing a lot of consulting. And quite honestly, like I never envisioned at any step along the way that we would be doing what we're doing now or that we would be able to license, you know, gyms worldwide. I mean, it was just never on the radar. I mean, it literally took people beating me over the head with it and asking us, you know, can you give me your sales system? Can you give us your training protocols? Can you write the workouts for our gym? And eventually it was like, you know, there's just, this is so piecemeal. Why don't we just wrap it up and put it on an online platform and then we can just license it to someone for a flat fee per month. Um, but it wasn't ever part of my long range plan. And I, and I would love to say that it was, but it just sort of developed. I think, you know, maybe the only thing we had was an open mind and a culture in our business where we were open to new opportunities. And if something presented itself that we thought was a great opportunity, we could do it, right? But yeah, no, no master plan, I hate to say it. Is your, is your app like uh, True Coach, uh, Jessica asked? 100%, yes. Yeah, it's actually, our app is Trainerize, which is a very well-known brand within fitness. That's our app partner. We just paid a lot of development costs to have a white-labeled version built for us. So Trainerize is one of the premier online training platforms. Um, it, it really is a fantastic tool. So we get the benefit of all the things that they build, and then we have our own functions built in there as well, which make it super special for Alloy. With working out, I know in particular that if if you have a coach, it's one thing. But when you have like a team of people around you like that, and you're working out, do you notice they push each other harder and achieve higher goals because they're working together? They do. And I think there's a, tr there's an art to fostering that type of environment, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I think one thing that personal training allows you to do is it's not like an entire club of super buff people. You know, one of the things that makes it interesting is I could take one of you guys, young fit and put you in a group with someone who's 60 years old, who's really out of shape, who has a, a hip replacement and it will work, you know, and then that's really interesting because typically those two things don't work well. So what we'll see is when we have all these systems in place to sort of build these human connections and to build this camaraderie, um, you know, you can systemize these soft touch, these, these things that seem like art, if you will, you can really systemize a lot of these things and force these meaningful conversations where pretty soon um, you have clients holding each other accountable, right? Like if somebody doesn't show up to a workout and you've got your core group, you know, that works out together 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, as an example, and someone doesn't show up, sure, it's the responsibility of the coach to reach out and find out where they are, but it's also happening via the other customers and clients that are in that session. 
that are familiar with that individual. And that's super compelling. As you know, like, you know, peer support is huge as far as, again, stickiness and the fact that people can reach their goals much easier if they've got a support system. So I think it's really the best of both worlds. You know, you get some of the ba- the, the uh, advantages of a class-based concept with other people, right? But you still get the specificity of personal training so we can work around injuries, work on specific goals and do things like that. So it's kind of, a, that. that's really what we do. I mean, honestly, you got one-on-one training on one end of the spectrum, classes on the other, and we kind of sit in this little sweet spot in the middle that's kind of underserved, if you will. I see Jessica uh, wrote a question here and asks, is there anything in your industry that you see needs to be changed? If so, what role do you feel you play in changing those things? Yeah, I think so. I think you always see the pendulum in fitness that swings wildly one way or the other, right? And I think for the last few years, it's been um, it's been more tech-driven, but not, I would say, not in a way that would increase human connection more in a way that's just as a standalone in a silo technology. So if you use some of the class-based concepts in fitness that got, that became very popular in a short period of time, it was also right at the same time that wearable technology was becoming popular, whether it be Fitbit or the Apple watch or those things. Right. So they were able to grab onto that trend and that really helped propel them right um, quickly. I think if you look at technology now, certainly with what's happened with the pandemic, it's like if technology doesn't drive more human interaction and it's not a a tool to to connect us more, then I don't think it's going to be relevant moving forward. So I think you're going to see the pendulum swing back from just technology in a silo to technology that can drive meaningful conversations and that can drive human interaction. I think we all crave that right now. I think the pandemic has pointed out how important it is for all of us, right? And so I think that's really where there's a gap in the market is like, yes, technology is the ultimate disruptor. We all need to be paying attention to it. But I think what we've seen just in the little bit of this, little bit of the veil being lifted from COVID is that people do want to go back and and be around live individuals, right? And be with people. So I think there's a combination in there that we're looking for. Um, but I think moving forward, the technology just has to drive better human interaction, period. Awesome. I like it. Do you have a, can I go? Do you want to go? (laughs) (laughs) You've got a podcast as well. What is your podcast about? It's very niche. So it is called the alloy personal training business podcast. So it's all about the business of fitness and the business of personal training. So if you're in the industry and you're interested in it, that's all that we talk about. So again, very niche, but um, it's what we know, right? And it's what we do. And it really helps our candidates for franchising if they wanna know something about us and what we believe in and what our philosophies are and how the programming works and what our sales systems are, they can go there and learn everything that they need to know. I want to make sure I point this out really quick. This is beyond Moving Picture Studios. Uh, he, he is a very good friend of mine, become a very, very good friend. He has been, he weighed well over 300 pounds and has worked throughout COVID. And he announced today earlier, and I was going to pull this in, he is down to 278 now. And he's working very hard and making sure he's eating right and he's taking care of himself. Uh, 
him and I have I've watched him develop like that. And I think that creating that community like that is a big thing. He left Facebook as a way of being able to delete what everybody else's positive thing is. And as weird as that sounds, it's their good stuff. It creates that mindset in us that are like, we're comparing ourselves without realizing it. Why don't I go on vacation? Why don't I this? Why don't I that? And he deleted it. And he really started focusing on connecting with people again. And it's been amazing to see his journey take off and the weight loss and all that. Uh, used to be 350. I knew you'd throw it up there. I didn't want to say too much. <laughs> I, I, That's but amazing. Like, he has done so well. So Ryan is an exception. Like there's a lot of people who want to make that, that leap and they want to take that challenge of being able to start losing that weight, pushing themselves in the right direction. They can connect with you. Here's your website for everybody. But my other thing is, is Rick, when people start doing this, it's not just the exercise that ends up connecting and changing their life. It's actually does more because it helps them want to, develop themselves to a stronger them from mentally, emotionally, even the diet that they eat, they start asking more questions just by starting the workout. What is your first recommendation to people to get into your groups and into your classes and wanting to get that workout? Yeah. I mean, like you said, just reach out to the site. We'll be happy to help anyone in any way that we can, but you're 100% right. So it, it's not that exercise in and of itself I mean, listen, there's no mystery as, you know, to, to us, we need to be healthier, right? I think COVID, if anything, has even shed a bigger light on the fact that, you know, there's a, there's a risk factor there. And if something like this comes along, there are some things that we can control. And I think it's, a, it's obvious to us that we need to get on top of these things. So props to, to your buddy. And I would say that that wasn't the typical response. Most people went the other direction, you know, and so... Props to him for, for taking this time to really better himself. And I'm sure he would speak to this as well. Um, but once you can do something difficult, anything, whatever that thing is, right, it builds a level of self-efficacy that just allows you to stack other habits on top. And so if you just start with exercise, you know, I, th I think the toughest thing to do is rip the Band-Aid off and say, I'm going to make a wholesale change to my entire life. You know, I'm going to change all of my eating habits. I'm going to start exercising five days a week. And I think that's the approach a lot of people take, an all or nothing. And, and that's why the success rate would be relatively low, right? And I think if you look at the way habit change really works, just pick one thing that you can do and build some self-efficacy. And once you prove to yourself that you can do something difficult, like exercise three days a week, as an example, then you can stack another habit and another habit and another habit. And if you look back, you know, a year down the road, you'll be surprised. You know, you guys have probably heard the saying, I think people overestimate what they can accomplish in 30 days and underestimate what they can accomplish in a year because we just think in such short windows of time. Mm -hmm. So I would say if choose something, you know, okay, one healthy meal a day, right? Uh, start exercising a couple of days a week. Just get out and walk for 10 minutes. I mean, anything will start to stack habits. And that's the most important thing that you're doing, by the way, right? Is you're telling yourself that you're the type of person that even though they don't want to go outside and walk today, you're going to do it anyway. And once you can change the framework, right? And the voices that you have and the way you speak to yourself and the way you think about yourself, you start to make different decisions, you know? 
I mean, obviously when you're presented with the next challenge, you're like, no, I'm the person that does the hard things that they don't want to do because I know what the long-term benefits are. So I am a person that makes a healthy choice for lunch, right? Mm. And you just continue to stack those habits. And again, if you look back on a 12 month time period, it can be wildly impactful, just like your buddy that we're talking about now. Have you always been someone that has been structured to do the habits and all of that? Has this just come naturally to you? Um, I think so. I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, if you just look at exercise, I think a lot of it comes from our, you know, I mean, I was fortunate enough to have an entrepreneur as a father who, you know, exercised in the garage. And so that's what I saw. And we grew up lifting these cement weights in the garage from, you know, from the time I was a little kid. And I also saw that there was real joy as much as there was hard work, there was joy in, in, in being self-employed, right. And, and being the sort of the, in charge of your own future. And it just gave me a really, I didn't realize it at the time. But it was a very advantageous lens to have on life. And, um, you know, it was like, he, he had a pretty, pretty rough life and a pretty tough physical handicap. And he overcame that and went on to do amazing things. Never an excuse, you know, never heard him complain or that type of person. And so, um, I think for me, that was just the way you did it. So I'm not going to discount the fact that I had this massive advantage, right. Um, from, you know, being around that type of influence. Um, but yeah, I would say based on that, when you start to see the results of it, like if I can just do these things, it's going to move me in the direction that I want. And then you see it manifest itself, right? It just, again, it's just habit stacking over time. Um, if you, uh, who is your, um, 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 inspiration in your business part and in your, your, your personal private, private life, who inspires you to, to, to be the best Rick every day? <laughs> Do I have to choose between one of you? Can I say both? <laughs> you can, you can. You can have both of us. <laughs> I'll, I'll, make this, I'll, I'll make this easy for you. All right, Rick. There you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> Who do you look up to, though, especially because not every day is going to be a good day. Not every day is going to have joy. So that's a great question, Elsa. Who are your motivations? Who do you look to? And on the days when you are a little bit more down, maybe it's whatever, how do you find your to go out there and be Rick. Yeah, I think ultimately, you know, and this is something I've come to a little bit later in life is I'm a big fan of the Stoics. I'm not sure if you guys have spent any time reading any of the, of the Stoics, but I would highly recommend it for anyone, especially if you're going to go into entrepreneurship, because I guess the premise, the premise of all Stoicism is essentially like control the things you can and let go of the things that you cannot. Right. And if you think about just that one statement, how you would overlay that, that over like exercise as an example, it's like you can't control everything. You can't control your genetics or your parents or, you know, the environment you grew up in or kind of your maybe even your current job situation can't be fully controlled, you know, or you're in a weird spot right now with a personal someone in a personal relationship. It's like, OK, some of those things can be controlled, but what you probably could do would do what we mentioned. You could get up and take a walk or you could spend five minutes reading a, a book, right? That would teach you something or give you some skill set that you need or, or a book on mindset, right? Um, so I think for me, um, certainly 
entrepreneurship is basically like self growth. This is the way I've heard it described. This is my favorite. And you guys will understand this. Of course, it's like self growth disguised as business, right? Because like, if you guys want this podcast to have, you know, 50,000 listeners every week, you're going to have to be different podcast hosts at some point, like it, things just change. Right. And so, um, it's, and that means personal growth. It means breaking belief systems. It means stacking habits. It means building self-efficacy. Right. But I think at the end of the day, all that starts with control what you can and let go of what you can't. Right. And that goes for attention. You know, you guys, as you grow, you're going to see this as well. You're going to get a million and one opportunities and you're going to have to say no to a lot of things, to a lot of good ideas, sometimes great ideas to make this thing right, to make this thing absolutely amazing. And that is not easy to do. You know, most entrepreneurs that struggle, you know, they have sort of this squirrel brain and that squirrel brain ends up manifesting itself through their business, which is a big mistake, right? Um, you really have to be disciplined to say, okay, I've built this machine. Let's let this machine run. We're going to improve. Like we're going to work instead of outside the box, all this kind of thinking, let's work inside the box, right? And continue to make this thing better over time. But I think for me, it all boils down to a little bit of stoicism, which is like your feelings are fleeting, right? You're going to have days when you feel like the biggest loser ever, <laughs> right? Like you, you know, one minute your business is killing it. The next minute you're a complete idiot and you're going to be out of business by noon. And that can happen sometimes three or four times throughout the day. But if you can understand that like your feelings are just, they're not real. They're just temporary. They're not always the reality, right? Um, keep them at arm's bay, control what you can. I think it's a really, a really valuable skill set. And I would say for me, um, it's hard to look up to any particular individuals because everyone's so different and their path is so different with how they've gone about it. But I think there's some commonalities and for me right now, I think the Stoics are, are, are someone I really look up to. Rick, you are in Georgia, but you have office, you have these franchises all over. If you could pick anywhere in the world to go and make sure that it's where you feel you're the most centered and all that, is that being an alien in Georgia or is that being able to go? Do you have a location you love to just, it's your dream location and then last part of that question, what are you doing to get to there? Yeah, you know, I'm a mountains guy. So it's like there's always mountains or beach. And I call, I'll take both. Don't get me wrong, right? So I will tell you that I love to travel. Um, you know, I've traveled all over the world. Fitness has given me these amazing opportunities to travel everywhere. And when I go somewhere interesting, I will go for a long time. So one of my, uh, here's an example. Like one of my bucket list trips was the South Island of New Zealand because – you know, you've seen the just dramatic scenery is gorgeous. You know, it's it's such a such an amazing place. So, I had a, a speaking gig there in Christchurch um, in 2019, and I got there uh, a month early and rented a motorcycle and rode all over the South Island for a month, just going everywhere that I could go and seeing everything that I could see. And doing everything from, you know, I mean, think about it, like the, the New Zealand is the birthplace of bungee jumping, right? So I did like a bungee jump from the original first commercial ever bungee jump bridge. So you, things like that, or you know, jet boating down a whitewater rivers. I mean, it's the craziest place, right? It's absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, tons of wild adventures to do. So it was one of my favorite places ever. And it was, it was one of the few places where your expectations are so high that it actually met and exceeded you know, those expectations. Now, would I want to live there long-term? I'm not sure. I think the more I travel, the more I appreciate home. 
right? I really do. I've got great friends and family here. Atlanta is not a bad city. I live north of the city, so I'm 30 minutes from some really beautiful mountain areas. Um, again, my hobbies are motorcycling, so it's a beautiful area for that. Um, and I, I think I would stay right where I am. I mean, this is where my friends and family are, and I would love to travel more and more, but I think I'm right where I want to be. I really do, which is a great feeling. Have you ever been in South Africa? No. You know, I took a course one time, a Harvard course, because I don't know if you guys knew, but like Harvard has this amazing curriculum where you can take online courses, you know, in, from Harvard. So I was okay. taking this course on innovative disruption, a great six week course. And boy, they do a great job. They put you into breakout groups as if you were working in a classroom setting. So I was in a breakout group with a with a lady from South Africa and she was living in uh, Johannesburg and she was the marketing director for BMW automobiles in uh, in South Africa. And we were doing a, a call because we had to do a project together and turn it in. And I was looking behind her, you know, on her shelf behind her, there was a lot of motorcycle helmets. So I asked, I'm like, oh, do you also ride motorcycles? She's like, my husband is the head of BMW motorcycles in South Africa. So he pops into the screen and we start talking and he invites me over. He's like, you know, why don't you come over? We'll take a ride through Namibia. We'll check out the wildlife. And so I, it was like the most amazing, you know, fortuitous meeting to a guy who's like the head of, and I ride BMW motorcycles as well. So to meet him, right, the head of BMW motorcycles um, for South Africa. And I got this great invitation. Now, not soon after they moved, I think they moved to Australia. I'm not sure where they moved. But uh, she was the head of like the Formula One team for BMW for many years. So just ended up being the coolest couple ever. But I missed my window. So now I'm super pleased to know someone else in South Africa. And I'll just wait for you to invite me. So we'll, we'll just go. You, you are invited. I have invited everybody that watches. Everybody's yes. welcome. Bob, yes. that was my second question. What did you ride? What Yeah, right, right now, you know, I ride in what's called an adventure bike. And I guess that category of bikes is really popular because you could load it up and ride across the world, right? That's the type of bike that it is. And that's the type of, of riding that I like to do. I've done dirt bike racing. I've, you know, I take track classes on motorcycles for speed racing on a track. But at the end of the day, I like to just load up and, and disappear and, and travel and meet people and see things. And, um, you know, certainly in, in foreign countries as well, it's just an amazing way to see the world. It's very visceral. You smell everything, you feel everything. People come over and talk to you at gas stations and where you're from. And it just brings a completely different element to travel than traveling in an automobile or, or on a bus or something. And bikes are big in South Africa as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. I would love, love to, to come over. I've got a friend that surfs and he loves to come to, to go to South Africa and surf. And he's built a whole community of friends there. And he said, it's the most amazing place ever. Have you? So have you been to Sweden? Yes. My daughter-in-law is Swedish. So I have been to Sweden. I have been to uh, Stockholm, uh, Malmo, which is southern Sweden. And then I've been to Uppsala, which is where my son did a study abroad at University of Uppsala, which is about 30 minutes to 45 minutes north of Stockholm. And that's where he met his wife. And so she's still in law school there. And he is a uh, submarine officer in the U.S. Navy. So he's underwater somewhere in the Pacific as we speak. 
Oh, that's really stinking cool. Uh, (laughs) Bob said that his base camp is in Dallas, Georgia. If he ever gets back, I may stop by and say, hey, Rick. Uh, Bob is our biker guy. He comes on on Fridays, and he has a ZZ Top style beard. I tell everybody he was one of the original members when they were ZY Top. It's, you know, my my way of making people laugh. Um, (laughs) But he is this genuine soul driving around the country on his motorcycle, giving to people and just giving the shirt off his back if he needs to. So if you could, if, if Bob ends up being around your area, trust me, get a drink with him. You'll, you'll, you'll literally like want him to spend the night and just keep telling stories. I say that as someone who just had that happen two weeks ago when he, when he was like, Hey, I'm coming through. I'm like, stop by. Spent the night, spent the whole next day together. So you'll enjoy Bob and you'll talk scooters, as he likes to say. I've got scooters (laughs) in my blood. Uh, So, Rick, I'm going to ask a very weird question here, but I know I'm going to be asked it outside of all the other ones. Are you married? Because I'm going to have a lot of women. I I, I have to be honest. I open up your your website page right here. And I like first thing I said to Ilsa is, "Oh God, he's really handsome. We're gonna have a higher viewing audience today." Oh, and gosh. she's like, "Look at him!" And then Jessica jumps oh, on it. Same thing. She's like, "Look at that! Uh, look at that jawline, handsome son of I, a bee." I really hope that no one I know is is listening yet. I'm sure that they will, but I will catch so much crap from that. But I appreciate it. <laughs> knowing my friends. <laughs> Good uh, guys, let me bring the website back on so you guys can do it again. Oh, no. <laughs> No, do not do not do it yes i've been married forever like a million years so um so yes so sorry to any of the young gentlemen out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> ladies or whatever. Ladies. Or whatever it doesn't matter right anybody any and i'll take any and all comers as far as compliments but yeah believe me when i tell you i'm much better off you know without that even being a, a an option in my life <laughs> talking about distracting Talking about distracting, right? Right. So I laugh because uh, Brett Gordon is right here and he says, my cousin lives in uh, Stockholm. And then his cousin is right here telling you where to go visit in Stockholm. <laughs> like that just <laughs> happened to work out perfectly. This is a family affair. <laughs> they, you have gotten everybody's family. Jessica Dugas has a 17,000 kids. Don't worry. She popped like three out during her interview. She's done it. Like with, she just breathes through it now. But like Rick, you're, you have this genuineness about about you like you. what is the end goal of where you can look yourself in the eyes and say i made it i'm a success i'm proud of myself have you done that and what does it look like um no absolutely not and, and i don't think you ever really want to get there right there's always something more to push for i mean fitness industry has been fantastic to me i mean i could not ask for more um Honestly, and it's not always been easy, but I've always loved it. And I think I'm so fortunate to be able to do what I love every day and to know that the 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 fruits of our labor right through alloy. We talked about people getting tattoos, things like that. But imagine, you know, you put your head on the pillow at night and you literally know that you're making a tangible difference in people's lives. And so for me, um, you hate to say like, oh, you know, I've made all the money I ever want to make. But I think, you know, I live pretty frugally either way around. So I, I think in a lot of ways I have made all the money I want to make, right? It's been a, it's been a great run, but what wakes me up and, and what keeps me going these days is knowing that, you know, we've created this vehicle and this vehicle can help 
you know, someone change their life if they invest, right? If it's a business investment and then think about all the end users. I mean, you think about, think about 2000 gyms worldwide. If each gym only had a hundred people participating in something that was driven by alloy, I mean, how many people are we really touching on a daily basis? Right? So I'm so humbled by that more than anything. I, I think never do I feel like I've arrived. Uh, you know, I'm never patting myself on the back. We are absolutely horrible at celebrating wins in our business. We really are because it's not about that. It's never about milestones. Like if you guys became the number one podcast in the world, you might look at each other and, you know, you might say what Elon Musk said when he found out he was the wealthiest man in the world. I don't know if you guys remember that tweet, but he's like, huh, that's interesting. Dot, dot, dot. Now back to work. Because what does it matter? It doesn't matter, right? If you're driven by a purpose, who cares? Who's keeping score? You know, it goes back to Simon Sinek's infinite games. The goal is just to stay in the game and to do good work and to do right by people. And I'm fortunate enough to have a vehicle that I can tangibly understand how we're helping people. So I just hope to continue to do it in any capacity. You know, um, there's no arriving, there's no retiring or quitting or what have you. Now, we have goals. We do want to get to 500 franchises in the U.S. Um, I think we can do it. Um, I think within that infinite game of keeping going, there are some finite scores that you want to keep, right, to kind of keep yourself rolling. But outside of that, I just really hope to continue to do what I do. I really do love it. Um, I'm humbled by it, and it's it challenges me on a daily basis. And I'm not sure you can ask for anything more than that, honestly. Is there certain criteria that gyms must have to, to be part of the alloy group or is anybody welcome or how does it work? When we were licensing, no. So you could just be any gym that needed help. But now that we're full on franchising, there are financial requirements and we do that to protect the investors, right? So you get a lot of like uh, practitioners in fitness. So like maybe I'm a trainer and I want to start my own business, but I don't have a lot of money. Well, your chances of success if you're underfunded are very low. And so we have financial thresholds that we set for net worth and liquid, you know, uh, capital so that people will have enough staying power to survive. And when you all franchises do this, by the way, whether you're food or, you know, healthcare or whatever that is. And if you look at the success rate of people in franchise structures, probably because of this one thing, it's infinitely higher than independent operators because you know you'll you'll hear somebody like a scrap together a bunch of money you know it's a, it's a little bit as you guys know it's certainly uh like entrepreneurship is somewhat glorified these days with instagram and what i talk about right it's like so cool like burn the ships right like i'm going all in i'm going to dump my life savings i'm going to roll all these quarters in my bedroom and i'm going to go all in i'm like i'm not sure i'm not sure that's the best strategy to, to go about opening a business so I would say the most important thing is, yes, there are some barriers and most of those are going to be financial and you're going to have to have a certain threshold to qualify, but that's to protect you. Believe me. Do you have any in Alabama? Not yet, but we are very close to Alabama. So we've got some people sniffing around that are in the Birmingham area, which would be a great market for us. Perfect. And then have you been to England yet? I have. Yes. Ooh. Now I haven't spent a lot of time there, but I, I have passed through there a couple of times. 
I just saw the question. I want to make sure I ask it for the audience. So, Rick, with all this going on and you being who you are, what do you do? And this is my final question before we go into the last part of the show. What do you do to self-love? That sounds really gross the way I said it. What do you do to take care of yourself to make sure that Rick is still still able to I'm not take sure care? I can talk about this on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I light some candles. <laughs> I, I drink some white wine. <laughs> to set the mood for myself. <laughs> I like, turn whoa, the whoa, whoa, whoa. I turn on one of one, one uh, of my workout videos, you know. <laughs> I'm glad you know what I meant. So that's a, what's the smell of your candle, you know? Right, yeah, that is, a, that is a that's a that's a great question, I guess. I, um, I asked it, and right as it came out, I was like, "Wow, no!" Rephrase that question right. quickly. How do you like, love yourself, Rick. I'm like, yeah, oh well. Yeah, yeah, Rick, you're a lovable guy, but how do you love Rick? <laughs> like, how do you? <laughs> You guys are great. So, Rick, in all honesty, though, what does self-love look like to you, other than the candles and the bathwater and Elton John playing in the background? Like, Yeah, yeah. Well, other than that, because that's that where it starts, obviously, for everyone, right? <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I try to take care of myself. So, you know, again, if it's – if it kind of goes back to, like, you know, what what's a day in the life of? And if you feel like you're doing important work, you owe it to the people that you're serving, whether it's your team or your customers or their customers, right, to show up as your best self. And that's the way I look at it. It's more of an obligation. So like self-love for me would be exercising, right, and eating right, um, you know, taking vitamins, just doing the things that you need to do to show up to be your best self to your family, to your business, to your partners, to your, again, to their, all the way through to their members. I think I think it's good to have an obligation like that. And I think some self-love is important, but I look at it more as doing work on yourself, right? Being willing to do that work, that to me is 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 a better manifestation of self-love than regardless, you know, always telling yourself you're doing a great job because like some days you're just not, you know, and that's a harsh reality, but you know, I tend to be a little bit harder maybe on myself um, than what would be in vogue these days. Maybe just because I'm older or we're older school, old school. But I think that's that's how I would do it. You know, I'd say to show up as your best self and doing the work to be that best self is self-love. You know, that's the way it should be manifested. And that's that's how I like to do it. My turn. Oh, we gosh. are... How... <laughs> How we usually um, sign off or, or, or finish the show is everybody gets a chance to 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 say a quote or, or or give the people inspiration or anything of your heart's desire, and then Brandon will go first today, <laughs> and then he can decide who goes next, then next, then next, and then Rick, you will take us out. You will be last to give your nugget of information and knowledge to our listeners. I'll show you how it's done, Rick. You ready? And then don't worry. So ready. Ilsa's going to go after me and then Jessica, then you, Rick. All right. You're closing the show out today, so you better be able to bring it. Are you ready? So ready. So ready. A lot of pressure. <laughs> Guys, today has been a phenomenal episode from Rick coming on, jumping and talking about 
exercise and his company and what they're doing that's so different to help people to Jessica Dugas coming on and talking about Kevin Kiley and being able to know all about the fact that are you being manipulated in tactics of your marketing and tomorrow we get to watch that and find out whether that's actually going to be happening or not and I look forward to it take today it is Thursday I want you to take five minutes that's it Five minutes. Hey, shh, back there. I saw that, Elsa. <laughs> I want you to take five minutes to just let go of everything. No cell phone in hand, no calls, no nothing. And just close your eyes and breathe. Because the truth is that five minutes that you're taking, that's the five minutes you need for you. Do it by taking care and loving yourself today. I want to just... Carry on where, where, where Brandon uh, started now. It's this morning I woke up and I had no, no inspiration for the day. I felt like, can it not be time to go to bed? Because I do, I'm not feeling today. I do not feel in, inspired. And coming on the show, you guys inspired me to, 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 to check myself and, 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 uh, look around and see sometimes you can't just inspire people, but you need to look for inspiration in other people and their journeys. So always, always tell your story and be kind to everybody. It, it, you don't know if you are the only person that's kind to that person that you're talking to. So always try and be better. And then I just want to say thank you uh, for, for having me here every week and every day um, and, 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 and giving me a platform just to talk to you guys. I say it a lot, but I just want to say it again today. I'm grateful for you guys, and I hope you have a wonderful Thursday. Liar. Uh. <laughs> Happy Thursday, you guys. Thank you, as always, for having me on on Thursdays. It's, it brings me so much joy to be here with you guys. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, manipulation and marketing, and, and it all comes down to integrity. And that integrity starts with ourselves. I have two quotes from Zig Ziglar today that talk about in integrity. Integrity gives you real freedom because you have nothing to fear since you have nothing to hide. I love that one as we're talking about that on a very personal note. And then going into the entrepreneur space, honesty and integrity are by far the most important aspect assets of an entrepreneur. So as you're taking that time that Brandon suggested for your yourself today. Make sure that you are using a little bit of exploratory time to learn more about yourself and ask yourself those questions. Am I being, um, am I full of integrity? Am I someone who is showing the person that I really am inside? And that's how we're going to, um, you know, attract more people into our lives that are, are doing amazing things by, by being who we are and, and surrounding ourselves with those people. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. Very well said, Jessica, and you're not a liar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, listen, I've really enjoyed you guys. I mean, it's uh, you're doing an amazing thing here. So I would say thanks a million for having me on. I'm humbled, and, uh, and I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the content that you guys are putting out. And I would say um, for me, just do some hard things, right? Prove to yourself that you can do something difficult. I think you owe it to yourself. You're worth it, right? Do something hard, build some efficacy, stack some habits, and just keep going. I mean, that's it, right? Just show up every day as your best self. And if you do that, there's not a whole lot that can go wrong.
Mm. Mm. Rick, please stick around behind the stains. We're going to talk to you for a few minutes after the show. Guys, make sure to go follow Rick. Make sure to give him some love. Put some mayo on it and know that you're going to be going the right direction. I had to get one corny joke like that in there. Jessica hides her face. Ilsa's like, turn my screen off again. The first thing I said is, I don't like mayo. <laughs> That's the first thing she really either. did say. I don't either. It's disgusting. <laughs> So bad. Like, so wait, are you a Miracle Whip guy or just no no mail no, whatsoever? No, nothing. <laughs> oh, it's gross. Nothing. I love when people oh, tell me. Like, no, I thought I was the only person that don't like mayo. I hate it when I cook somebody something and they chuck mayo on them. I mean, just take the jar and take a bite out oh, of the mayo. That's like potato <laughs> salad, and tuna salad. Every salad that has mayonnaise in it is disgusting. It should never be made again. <laughs> Um, that's it. Yeah, no, no, say no to mayo, right? Except, except Rick Mayo. Don't say no to Rick Mayo. Right? Say, say yes to Rick Mayo. He's in a tub of, no. of rose petals, listening to Elton John, drinking a glass of white wine, loving himself like never before. Say yes to that, people. And ladies and gentlemen, that is our Thursday show. Have a good one. Love yourself, Wait, like Rick. I forgot to say. Go on. <laughs> yes, that's nasty. <laughs> I forgot to say that anybody that wants to contribute to our trip, just send me a message. I'll send you the QR code or my PayPal. And then all contributions we are very, very grateful for. And then you can now take us out. I, I want to make sure. Is that, I, I, I gave Rick the best out I've ever had. And uh, I, <laughs> guys, thank you for tuning in. Turn on the candles, light the candles. Turn on the music, get in the tub, and self-love all night long. Guys, love have a yourself. great one. Love yourself. Love you, love you guys. Thank you. <laughs>